Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Blurred Survival Guide. I am your co-host Jeremy. And I'm Jay Williams. And this week we are discussing one of our favorite topics, Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning lineup! Oh my god, I can't remember a time when like Saturday morning, I wake up, I have this big ass bowl of cereal, 8 a.m., and I'm just watching, I'm a Nickelodeon boy myself, so it'll be Spongebob, Fairly Odd Parents, uh, Rugrats, of all things, oh, you yeah. name it. Um, what about you, Jay? What you watch every Saturday? Man, I have a distinct memory of going over to my best friend's house, and he didn't have cable. And so he didn't get Cartoon Networking or Nickelodeon or the Disney Saturday morning lineups. That's unfortunate. So, But I was introduced to the Kids WB morning lineup. Okay. Which was, if you don't, if people don't remember, an assortment of cartoons that really kind of came from all over. Like, came from Cartoon Network because you did have, like, Scooby-Doo. I right. guess cause, because it was Warner Brothers, it, it had some cartoons that came from Cartoon Network and some other channels. Right. But I also got, like, Pokemon original, like, Indigo League. I got a whole bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! And then I got a bunch of really interesting cartoons that were originally produced on the WB Network. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, that's, that's, a great, that's a great transition. I mean, literally, those cartoons are what essentially molded us into the human beings that we are today. Uh, like you had, uh, I mean, you remember telling me before we even started the like X Men Evolution. Exactly. Like those yeah. TV shows, you got that. I mean, that was you had Marvel on every facet of every channel, and we didn't even know it. I mean, it's formative. <laughs> it, I mean, I think in the in, in the theme of surviving, it, 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 we literally we literally looked forward to those Saturday morning cartoons to get through the school week. You know, like it was like that's yeah. what I'm. It's the only thing that's going to get me up early in the morning that isn't school. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's literally the one time throughout the entire week that I willingly wake up mm-hmm. at a decent hour. Exactly. And it's it's on a Saturday. I remember growing up, too, with my mom uh, and my sister. Like, we would just wake up. Or it would, when it, before my sister was born, it was just me and my mom. We would watch all day Saturday, start from like 8 a.m. to I was like 5 years old, so 8 p.m. That's, <laughs> that's a long day in my opinion. But we're watching Disney VHS tapes. For all you kids out there, a VHS tape is, a, is an old school Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we would watch that. Yeah, those those would be the things we watch. I would watch a goofy movie on repeat. No, I had... Uh, if only for the sound for the soundtrack. Oh, right? definitely for the soundtrack. But I mean, definitely Goofy is my one of my favorite characters. Like, it's essentially Goofy movie is essentially the first black Disney film, in my opinion. You got a single father taking care of his son who just wants to go and have a vacation with him. He has. I a, mean, it was largely I, led by a black animator. Oh yeah, Bruce W. Smith. Oh yeah, I mean, and he Bruce W. Smith is a large contributor to. A lot of the shows that we grew up watching, including The Emperor's New Groove, Proud Family, te- uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Who and Space Jam. Space Jam. He was the apparently he was the animation director on Space Jam. God, so wow. I mean, to think that our entire childhood largely may have been influenced by him and his vision for what black youth were going to be exposed for. I mean, you can't even. Essentially, this this man was your childhood. 
you would you would wake up to see Bruce W. Smith's work in Static Shock, like we said, Proud Family, Space Jam. I mean, that's that's literally that's Warner Brothers in a nutshell. There's a writer for two episodes on Thundercats. That's a fun fact. Hey, oh, <laughs> Thundercats, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's, like I said, like, just backtracking, growing up, watching, watching these movies and TV shows, they just, they, they send me on a, on a nostalgic loop every time I just watch them nowadays. No doubt. And I mean, I, I can rewatch, I can rewatch all of them and still act like it's the first time I've seen it. I mean, the things about these cartoons, and especially going back out and watching is you kind of get the opportunity to, to, to relearn lessons that, you know were that were solidified in your youth that you may have forgot even i guess or you learn new lessons that you didn't even catch as a child exactly i mean you you hear jokes nowadays i would i would go back and watch some of these tv shows and movies and i can't think of one right now but like i remember watching it as a kid and like it just it go completely over my head watching it again as an adult and it's just like i mean shrek is the perfect example Ooh, they, got a, they got a lot of a just lot like of, subliminal comedic <laughs> moments that were definitely over kids' heads, but 100% there for the parents. I mean, like, the, the more obvious one with Shrek would be the uh, the Welcome to Duloc song, where it's just like, keep your feet off the grass, shine your shoes, wipe your, your face. face. But also, <laughs> I mean, one thing, a lot of the, a lot of things people didn't get until they hit puberty. The compensation or, joke. Yeah, the compensation joke, but then you also got King Farquaad. His name was a joke within the movie. Yes. A lot of people don't realize King Farquaad Say Farquad slow enough. Farquad, Farquad, Fwad, Fwad. <laughs> the man was King Fwad, and I mean his attitude definitely reflected <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> uh, and so, like when they made the joke for the compensation, the the compensation joke, I hundred percent remember thinking, oh, it's about his height, right? Like it's hundred percent. Oh, definitely. It was like you think he's compensating for being a short man. It was like, no, he compensating for being a short man. <laughs> for being a, <laughs> a short man. For not being a total, not having the total. The total package. Yeah, I definitely felt like Donkey because you remember Donkey. He like you didn't. He it was about two or three scenes later that he realized he was like, oh, oh, compensating. <laughs> <laughs> Just took us a little bit longer to realize it. You know, I'm, a few years. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad thing. I mean, what it came out two thousand one was the first Shrek movie. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I was seven. Nine Six, seven. Yeah. Two thousand one. Never forget. Never forget. Ah, uh, but what else? What else is going on in the world? Uh, speaking of Space Jam and Bruce W. Smith, uh, the new Space Jam movie. We've seen a couple of steals and new images with LeBron James. I uh, recently read an article. Uh, LeBron is like he he said that he is he's taking this acting seriously. I mean, he's been taking weekends off from the team. In order yeah, from the Lakers to go practice and to go act. He said. I mean, there was an article where it literally says, "I'm in a movie where I." I play LeBron James. Right. And like he he's he's not taking he's not taking it as oh it's a basketball movie. I'm just going to be a condu a, a basketball con player. A best a be well more of a condensed version of myself. I'm going to be I want to actually act this out. I want to be who is LeBron if LeBron was an animated character? Who is LeBron if he was is he going to... You think he's going to be animated, any? No, I don't think it's going to be animated. I think it's still going to stay along the lines of, like, the original Space Jam, where oh, it's like so. you got the one live-action right. player yeah. and all the animani look, Animaniacs, all the animated... Looney Tunes. Yeah, all the Looney Tunes. But he's saying it as in, I'm not going to be... Like, you see a lot of these movies with athletes or, like, things, and they didn't grow up saying, hey, I wanted to be an actor. They grew up saying, hey, I want to be a basketball player. Hey, I right. want to be a football player. 
He's taking it along the lines of, hey, even though I'm a basketball player, mm-hmm. I'm taking this as, hey, I'm an actor who's playing a famous bas- basketball player. I just so happen to be that basketball that ba- player. And so it, it kind of, it makes me happy that he actually, he's taking this a little bit seriously because, I mean, I love the original Space Jam. Who doesn't? Michael Jordan. You don't, you're wrong. I mean, exactly. But but Michael Jordan, he treated it as, I'm a retired basketball player who plays baseball now that's about to play basketball well, again. Uh-huh. That's how he took it. If you if you go back and rewatch it. I mean, it's not so much him acting, it's him filling the role of being Michael Jordan. I and, mean, this is the height of Michael Jordan. I mean, right. he, like he, like I said, he just, and it's, it's literally in the, in the in-between time where he just retired from basketball initially mm-hmm. from the... Was it the Wizards? Bulls. The Bulls. Okay, so yeah, he did. He did retire from the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big athlete guy, so I'm sorry, but he did retire from the Bulls. He was playing for the for the Birmingham Barons, which I mean, then he came back <laughs> and played for the Bulls, and then he retired again, and then came back to play for the Wizards. There you go. There you go. But I mean, like I said, it's, it was an in between time of him first retiring from the Bulls to playing baseball that we had the Space Jam movie because it was essentially, it was almost like a a, a way. It's almost like. Telling your kids, hey, your your favorite basketball player just left basketball forever. Yeah, that was basically one of I mean, his way of saying it was that, a, yeah. it was one hundred percent a tragedy amongst the culture. You know? Yeah, but then like it, it was a good thing People that he love did come him, back because I mean he came back, he, he did, did come, come back. back. People were happy, and I think he won a few more uh, championships after that as well. Oh, definitely. Like I mean, they they the reason like the the term goat exists because of Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that shaped the culture, <laughs> I guess, didn't it? Oh, definitely. Bruce Bruce W. Smith is like one of the single most influential individuals in our lifetime. Definitely one of the greatest animators of Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, waking up and watching The Proud Family on a weekly basis was definitely a thing when we were kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Papa Proud, (laughs) y'all. Bobby Proud. You know that was Sacred the Entertainer? No, I did not. Yeah. An Alabama native? Yeah. I did. I read. Yeah, I kind of recently found out because it's like for the uh, for the new Proud Family that's coming out um, on Disney Plus. It, I mean, it said all the cast members were coming back, like it said all the original cast members, and it was like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And yeah. Bobby Proud showed up, and it was like because he's going to be more of so a nineties entertainer. Yeah, Cedric Entertainer is Bobby Proud, and he's going to be stuck in the nineties. He's probably going to be dated. Yeah, it's still going to be dated because I mean, like he was dated in the original with right. the seventies and eighties funk. Yeah, but he's coming back, and that's going to be the nineties. Bobby R&B. Proud is an artist, though. <laughs> He is an artist. He, he gets to do what he wants to do. And I, I appreciate Bobby Proud and his dysfunctional self. <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, the, the entertainment value that is brought to us, as well as the, um, the the what's the word that I'm looking for? The merit that it brings to, to your life and the lessons learned, I think, that are, that are so relevant even today, especially in the Proud family. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely has the, the different tropes. I mean, and it... It definitely has a positive influence on the black community as well, with it being a fully functioned black family. Yep. You have the mother and father. You have the father who's an entrepreneur. Grandma mom, living in the grandma house. Grandma lives in the house. You got mom who's a veterinarian who right. essentially she's going to have her own practice in the new in the new series. So she's going to be a uh, I mean a leading lady. Yeah. Shout out to the women. It is women. History it is, Month. It is Women's History Month, and that's awesome. I'm I'm very happy that they're they're making it progress, very progressive. But other than well, yeah, other than Proud Family, what are your top five favorite Saturday morning cartoons? It doesn't have to be black specifically, just your top five favorite. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah. So top five favorite Saturday morning cartoons have to be Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. because I'm a weeb, Pokemon because I'm a weeb. Um, two times for the week community. Two times for the week community. 
Cartoon Network, I'm thinking along the lines of Kids Next Door. Oh, Kids Next Door Saturday Morning Cartoon. I'm sorry that that took too way too long for me to remember. <laughs> Considering we watched it the other day, the other week, so that's kind of the bad part. Oh, of the- come on, Jay. So, uh, so that's three. Fourth favorite, and this is honestly in no particular order. Static Shock. Okay. Because that was a Kids WB cartoon, and might be my number two favorite uh, over Pokemon, honestly. And then I think I got to round it out with X Men. Because that was that's a classic and it, and truly introduced me to the Marvel universe in a way that I'd never been introduced to. Before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it brought that. It was gritty, but also action packed, and it, it like it had it had the love it had the love triangle between uh, Wolverine, Jean Grey, Jean Grey and, and uh, Cyclops. Cyclops. Yeah. I mean, that was important, and for some reason that sticks out in my brain because it's, it was some added piece of drama and added level of drama in a cartoon. Mind you, like the, you didn't get a lot of drama in cartoons. You get, there was just, it was very task-based. You know, a lot of the things like, all right, this is the mission, accomplish the mission in the episode. But sometimes, like, they managed to to plug some of that, that like, tension in Hey, there. why are we doing this mission? Hey, why is he coming on this mission with me? I don't want him on the mission. No, I don't want her on the mission either. And this is like, oh, where's this drama And even from? more, like, subtle ways. Because, like, it'll, like, cut to a scene where Wolverine is watching Jean from across the way. And Cyclops sees Wolverine watching Jean. And it's like, ooh. And you're like, oh, off? that's sus. That's some <laughs> sus behavior. No, I, I got you. That, yeah. And then you know, I mean, obviously watching Pokemon. I mean, first I'm playing Pokemon Go right now, and that definitely, uh, I, that wouldn't have happened without watching the kids' WB cartoons. You know, these so you were, say you got to be the very best, like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test, and train them is my cause. Pokemon, Pokemon, <laughs> got to catch them all. That's our destiny. It's you and me. You teach oh. me, I teach you. Pokemon, <laughs> got to catch them all. Trademark by sponsor of Pokemon. <laughs> Trademark by Sony. All right, well, <laughs> nice. I, I do like that list. I, I appreciate that list. Um, if I had to bounce off you, I would say my top five would definitely be, and and this is in no particular order, and this is going across all cartoon factions. I would say t- the OG Teen Titans. Okay. Like 2003, 2006. Top tier. Kids Next Door, definitely. Great cartoon. Yeah, yeah. The Weekenders. Okay, on, right away. on Toon Disney, it was something about it was just like I, I wasn't. They, pre- they knew how to t- to treat a weekend, man. They did, and I and it, and, and it it just resonated with my little preteen brain. It was like oh, I want to live on Venice Beach and I just go do. out on weekends, go to the arcade, or just like chill at Which Venice. It's kind of what we do now. I mean, and, and yeah, but we're adults. I and Alabama, I wanted to do that as a teenager. <laughs> Those kids um, had a lot of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. That yeah, that was yeah. Jay Jay knows me, but if y'all know me, I'd I'd love me some SpongeBob. I just watched that new movie. Uh, yeah, this one SpongeBob Sponge on the Run. Okay, it had us up now. We'll talk about it in a minute, but it yeah, but it had us yeah. up now. See, <laughs> um, and yeah, this is rounding it out with Ooh. drum roll, please. Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Oh, the movie came before the show. The movie did come before the show, and that show was was something else. If you people don't remember, the movie came before the show. There was a very short, it was a Nickelodeon short. It was those Nickelodeon shorts first before the movie. Yep. And I guess the the shorts became so popular with Among Kids that they did have the movie. 
And the movie was so popular, it was like, hey, really led to we're going to have Jimmy Neutron. The event, no, it was the event. Well, the movie was called Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Yep. And then the TV show was called The Adventures of Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron, Neutron, Boy Genius. Yes. Yep. And then it led to one of the greatest crossovers of, crossovers of all time, the Jimmy, Jimmy Timmy Power, Power Hour. Hour, volumes one, two, and three. Came out on a Friday night. Those were, I swear, when you would see that stage pop up, that, that 3D animated stage pop up, but you see a 2D radio pop out of nowhere and the Family Out Parents theme song came on, I was lit and I sat down and watched it through and through. I remember watching that, that, that episode series in my basement with my friends having pizza and soda and just fully enjoying life. I think probably... More so than I have ever again. Oh my God. Just because, I mean, the, 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 the merging of your two favorite cartoons, t- like Timmy Turner and the Fairly Odd Parents and Jimmy Neutron in the same platform. I mean, it was, it was people be like, oh, no greater crossover has ever been attempted. I, that's, <laughs> that's, man, because for one thing, you knew you would have never expected to see Nickelodeon did it first. Let me tell you, they were, but you you wouldn't you wouldn't you would have never expected to see Jimmy Neutron in two D animation, fairly odd parents form. Nope. Nor would you have been able to see Timmy Turner, Bulgy. In Jimmy Neutron, three D animation. Yeah, or uh, Cosmo and Wanda like that. It for, blew, it blew my mind. It blew your mind, and it prepared you. Prepared you for what they were gonna do for just future future animate future and animation. Truly, did Timmy uh, did the Fairly Odd Parents come out before Jimmy Neutron? Yes. So it makes sense that it was two D versus three D, right? To a degree, or is that just also because of the they were they were just both was that they, a stylistic choice? It was, it was more of a stylistic choice, um, but I mean Fairly Odd Parents. Well, the 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 three most successful shows on Nickelodeon in that time were Fairly Odd Parents. Jimmy Neutron, Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, and SpongeBob. Okay. All three of them being, SpongeBob still being the longest running. Because, I mean, it's still, it's still going. Yep. I don't know why it's still going, but it's still going. You know, uh, Timmy, uh, or I mean, Fairly Out Parents. Dan Hartman and uh, Butch, uh, Butch Hartman. Butch Hartman. Yeah. You know, like, the, those are the two like, big creators at, at Nickelodeon. At yeah, the but the thing is, he doesn't even, Butch Hartman doesn't work. That, and that's why they, that's why Fairly Out Parents ended, because Butch Hartman left Nickelodeon. Right. Mm. Makes sense, but, but my thing is like how. I understand Stephen Hillenburg. He he did pass away. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. They could have stopped at any time. He initially wanted the he wanted SpongeBob to end in two thousand five with the movie, the very first movie. I didn't know that. That's when Some SpongeBob. People, I bet a lot of people don't know that. That's the original run of SpongeBob was supposed to be from May of nineteen ninety nine. I mean, he becomes. I mean, he he gets the manager ship right like exactly like, and they that, never first of all they never do they ever pick back up on that no the no the crusty the second crusty crab location after the first movie is never heard of or spoken of again that's problematic don't you think is is definitely not continuity i mean and arguably spongebob isn't is, is episodic and not like cont- continuous largely right but that's but that's the thing like it makes sense that the end of that movie has him getting the managerial position. Ain't that the difference between Japanese cartoons and uh, American cartoons? Oh, uh, definitely. That's the biggest difference. It's like, you can still have episodic... I mean, that's why they're called fillers in in Yeah, in and anime. anime. Is yeah. Because it's, it's, that's where the episodic form comes from. Right. But it still has... But those movies, too. But they ever said the movies... Co-aligned with the TV show. Yep. Co-aligned with the overall story that yep. the manga, the anime, all yep. of them create. 
Yep. They all work together. Even if the anime had even if the anime hadn't caught up to the manga or if the manga hadn't caught up to the anime yet, right. they still they work together to make them line up with each other. Exactly. <laughs> Unlike Whereas America. America, you have some TV shows that do that, but it's because they are strongly based off of Episodic anime, they're yeah. based, based off of anime like Steve Universe. Uh, there's a new show called Craig of the Creek. No there's, way, yeah, they're still, yeah, Steve Universe was definitely it started off as episodic because they, because yeah. I mean, no one knew what to expect, right? But by the time you finish it on like season four or season five, season five is actually called Steve Universe Future. That's actually an epilogue to the entire show that was Steve Universe because it was all one big story. Steve Universe Future was a limited series that was saying, hey, what happened after Steven saved the world? What? Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have those, do you have some of those American TV shows, but most of them are just truly episodic. We're just going to make all these shows until, hey, we either just got canceled or, or we, can't, we can't come with anything, come up with anything. Yeah. And so we just create a series finale, quote unquote, where it's just like a random episode that just kills it off and ends yeah one rarity that i would say that is truly american would probably be the regular show true where it did start off it started off as just episodic it seemed like, episodic but, it, but the big picture as it as it progressed that and that and adventure time those, those yep. two shows mm-hmm. they both start off very episodic you didn't know what was happening it was just an adventure a week but then it came it ended up with adventure time being literally this this epic saga as well as regular show. Yeah, both of them. I mean, you have the uh, the battle with Pops and Negative Pops. Exactly. On regular show. And then you had the big war with uh, with Adventure Time with everybody coming together. But um, honestly, to wrap things up, we just got to let you know that like these Saturday morning cartoons that led to all the cartoons that we watched and that we discussed... They are heavily influenced by, I would say, Bruce Smith. He he created every he created he created your childhood, guys. Essentially, <laughs> your childhood was created by Bruce Smith. Um, if you didn't watch Saturday morning cartoons, I'm Phil sorry. Phil Lamar was also heavily influenced. <laughs> you got Phil Lamar. You had Bruce W. Smith, Floyd Norman. I mean, creating the Disney shows. Sonya Carey and even Lashawn Thomas. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna take a quick little break. You're gonna hear a small ad thanks to Anchor. And we will be right back with the weekly blur. We'll see you right back in a minute, guys. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of the weekly blur. <laughs> just in on the weekly blur. Oh, wait. <laughs> Oh, you're so clever. I know, I try to be. Well, this week, on my part of the weekly blurb, I have been thinking a lot about how we've been in quarantine for a year. Has it really been a full year? Dude, we celebrated the first case of COVID in Alabama on March the 12th. The CDC declared the COVID-19 a global pandemic this week last year and we also are in the year anniversary of the death of Breonna Taylor so all that happened in the course of three days yeah that's that's the, the harsh truth about all that I mean it's been a heck of a year uh personally I lost my grandma this year Um, we've moved, my family moved this year, and 
I can't tell you that without like my friends, I would not have survived this year. And so I just want to say thank you for being my friend. And that mean what that means to me is that without you, I would not have been able to accomplish what I've accomplished this year. Mm-hmm. But also thinking about loss a lot, you know, this year and with the death of Breonna Taylor, I mean, I can't believe that her family still hasn't seen justice, first of all. And second of all, that there are still people that will fight to defend the police and their actions. Yeah, it, it really does make sense. Um, and I mean, not it's a complete disconnect with from like humanity, in in my opinion, because you, you you see the they they say that an individual may be fearing for their life, but Breonna Taylor was killed in her sleep. Yeah, and that's still the, the she was killed in her sleep in her bed. That, that's a big ticker. It's just like that's the thing. She was asleep, and it's it's been blatantly said. It's been proven time and time again that she was not conscious. Exactly. She. The the guy was only protecting his household. That's all the reason he had weapons out. No doubt, no doubt. He was. People will talk about how he was a uh, a drug dealer, and he was you know going about like a, an illicit lifestyle. And that's a lot of things I hate about the stigma with black men in mm-hmm. particular, but just black people in general is that even though we may do something good or we may be trying to protect something, Brad Taylor was a nurse. That's what I'm saying. She was a nurse. Uh, I mean, she boyfriend may have had a, a a past, right? But he was trying to protect the household. He was trying to make money for his family. And I mean, and it, and it just that was it's not even the tip of the iceberg. But you've had things along the along the lines of like news lines, newspapers saying, say say if it was a white guy, it was like local hero Jerry Maguire, yeah, saves a cat from a tree, right? But say I did it, and it's just like former drug lord, right? Finds cat and tree exactly takes it out of tree exactly. It's like I mean, like why am I a former drug lord? Why am I? Why can't I be? And no, I have not sold drugs before ever. But like, why? <laughs> like, well, why are you painted in the negative light where the uh, the most the, the the likely white individual would be painted in a much more positive light in the media? And the media has shaped and molded a lot of this case, right? But that's my weekly blurb, just because I've been thinking about that, and I. I'm happy to hear that they're allowing the jury to have the additional charge of third degree murder, even though the man should be charged with first degree murder. That's just my personal opinion. I'm not a lawyer by any stretch of the imagination. Jeremy? Well, we do appreciate that. I know that was some some harsh stuff to to hear, Um, but sometimes things like that need to be heard. On a lighter note of our weekly blurb, we have a couple of movies that are coming out this week, a couple of TV shows, a couple that I'm very in particular watching this week. We have the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League coming out Thursday night. Four hours of my time will be going toward that movie. I will be watching it multiple times. We do have that vacation. I think that's going to be a topic of conversation probably for next week. Definitely. We're just going to break that out. Oh, definitely. And I mean... Dissect it. See, my roommate and I, like everybody in this room right now, we're about to go on vacation in a couple of weeks. We were talking about watching it on the way on the way there. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, it's we, a fifteen-hour car ride. We have the time. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's yeah, that's a big one. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for it. Uh, We're having a good time. It gets the justice that it deserves. Wink, wink. I mean, God, <laughs> God willing, right? Well, I have seen a bunch of early reviews of it, okay. or not 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 seen reviews of it, but I mean, I've read articles on early reviews, and I mean, people are already saying it's thousand times leagues better, better. Le- literally <laughs> <laughs> caught on there <laughs> you know just to add to your justice pun <laughs> but we have that we also have uh on disney plus falcon and winter soldier first episode premieres this week as well it's gonna be a week by week isn't it it is a week by week it's going to be around eight episodes about an hour each gosh they really are about to un- un- unroll this marvel phase Oh seven. yeah, we're in phase four, but it's still like they. I mean, no, I've actually seen a calendar timeline of the movies and TV shows for 2021 alone. Are we on track? We're definitely on track. And the thing is, with the uh, the behind the scenes, it's called uh, Marvel Assembled on uh, Disney Plus. I've seen that. What yeah. is that? It's essentially a behind the scenes look of each of the shows and like the uh, and yeah, of like the, show, the shows that. and movies that are coming out that. this year. This year in particular, right? So, WandaVision just ended two weeks ago. This past Friday, uh, the first episode of Marvel Symbol was the behind the scenes of WandaVision. Uh, I need to watch that. Exactly. I haven't seen it yet. I plan on watching it probably as soon as we get off this podcast. <laughs> but um, also, along the lines of the schedule for Marvel for Phase 4, they are having one Marvel, one MCU product or something coming out each Friday. Started back when, Mar- when WandaVision started mm-hmm. the entire year. They're 2021 starting. 2021 starting from when one division started back in January. What? Literally each week would have been each week's going to be a new episode. After that series finishes for the season, it's going to be Marvel no. Assembled. But then we also have when the movies come out the uh-huh. week after, it's also going to be a Marvel no Assembled. So you have Shang Chi and uh, Shang Chi, the uh, Temple of Destiny. I think it's the name of the movie, but Shang, the Shang Chi movie. Uh-huh. The week after that is going to be a Shang Chi behind the scenes. We got the Loki series coming out in June. You're gonna see those uh, Loki series. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be about five or six episodes, and then after that, it's gonna be a behind-the-scenes look of that. They did that, didn't uh, they? Yeah, and then you have, uh, I think, same thing for Black Widow. I think, and that comes out in May. So we got a whole year. We have a whole year of Marvel. Of, of they Marvel. said, they said we're they. Kevin Feige said, "I apologize. We did not have Marvel for 2020. Y'all are gonna get." All of the Marvel for 2021. And I mean, what well, you know, it's really cool to, for it to correspond with is the it's like what like a hundred year anniversary of Disney World. I think is this year. Uh, 150? No, it's fifty. Fifty year. Yeah, anniversary? it's fifty year anniversary for Disney World. Yes. And yeah, I I that's that's I plan for that next year birthday because this that starts in it starts in December. No, it starts in uh. Summer. The summer. Summer. Yeah, it starts this summer and it goes all the way through about next cousin. year. Man. <laughs> it goes it goes all the December super, of twenty twenty two. It's gonna be crazy busy. If we if we I think we could get it there. Get well, I mean, yeah, if, if, saying, if we reserve like <laughs> if we reserve next year, right. <laughs> it should be perfect. But uh, yeah, that's uh, essentially my weekly blurb as well. Uh, we do appreciate you guys for listening to our podcast this week. It may have sounded like it got a little off track, but we tried to ring it on in there for you. <laughs> um, remember to follow us on like, Instagram follow, Twitter. share. Yes, please, and tell all your friends about our podcast. We need the money for more microphones. <laughs> We're working with one, but follow us on Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide. We are on Twitter at Blurred Guide, all one word. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to say hey, Snide remarks. Yes, now remarks as well. We are we're tough. We can come. We will find you too. <laughs> but uh, you can email us at blurt. Well, not at blurt, but blurt survival guide at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Other than that, uh, any last words? 
Keep surviving, everybody. Keep surviving, everybody. Woo!